So in my head, I'm continuing to build off the last couple of episodes with the nature versus nurture and the conversation in my head. And so I've come up with this acronym, S-E-R, which is self-example response. And I'm not going to fully break it all down now because I kind of want to focus on the response part of this. And for some reason, I feel like there's like this view or or perspective that we're supposed to somehow like just know how to be parents or because we had a kid all of a sudden we just know things or we have this weight on us of people or thinking people expect us to know things because we're all like just scared to admit that we don't know we go to college for mbas we go to college to become culinary chefs we go to college or work programs to become plumbers like we get a new job and we have training and then you have a kid and it's like a couple week class that talks about birthing if you even go and then that's it and I think I've talked about that before where it's like you have a kid you stay in the hospital they come in do a feeding do all their stuff and then let you go and it's like here's some diaper coupons and like a formula bag or something and then it's like you got this and I've literally even heard people say that about like having a kid like, oh, you got this. And it's like, what? <laughs> that's not helpful. And so that's where like a lot of this stuff comes in is one things I learned or try to figure out or try to understand. Once I became a parent and one of the, the leftover memories uh, from my previous situation was getting in this argument and like doing all these things to try to be a better father and learn. And it was like, uh, I'm not going to work hard to remember the exact quote, but it was basically like, you don't know anything about being a parent. And I was like, well, I'd rather admit I don't know anything about being a parent and try to learn and get better than just assume I magically have all the answers because I had a kid. Like, that's ignorant. And I don't know anybody who's like, oh, I bought a car. Now I can just drive. Like, no, you have to get a license. You have to practice. You have somebody help teach you. And that's just to drive a car, not like do a human life. So as I'm processing through all of this uh, with the response part, I just keep thinking about how important it is that we respond. And one of the things I was thinking about is how I want to change my reactions. And I've been wanting to do this, you know, consistently of like, oh, I could have responded better here. I could have done a better job communicating here. So what is the response that you're providing? And one of the things is what you show the example part of that kind of sometimes come together and well they all kind of come together but like i don't want my child to see or think it's okay to act or be in certain ways and so i have given them permission to say and call me out so if we're in the car again i may have talked about this before but Real quick, if I'm in the car and my reaction is bad to somebody or something doesn't feel right or I just act like a jerk, I have told my kid it's okay to point that out. Like, that's not a good response or that's why are you mad at this person? And I think it works on multiple levels because one, it's like calm down and giving, again, not taking that authority and that that tallness because that's sometimes I think all it breaks down to is you're just taller than them and that's intimidating. And when you bring it down to a level where they are have permission to not be scared or have permission to say this doesn't feel right, 
that you're emboldening them to do that throughout their lives, knock on wood, hopefully. So long ago, I gave my kid permission that if we're in the car and I'm being a jerk or saying something, not to them, but to like other drivers, to call me out, to say, hey, why are you getting upset? Hey, what is that person doing that's so bad? Or hey, what's causing that? And then it forces me into a position of I'm running late and they're driving the speed limit or you know, they swerved out and if I hadn't moved and that happened once um, driving where we we're going down the road doing our thing and then this biker just like just cut in front of me, didn't even look to see if anybody was there and if I hadn't slammed on the brakes, I would have hit them and it was just that like rush of adrenaline and I was just like, Duh! and I again tried to teach my responses not to just go bat crap crazy around my kid and like all of it just fled up and then like I'd slammed on my brakes obviously that was noticed and I was like what just happened and I was like so here's a learning point this person just literally zoomed out in front of me and just broke left and if I had not been paying attention I would have hit them and then I turned into this whole thing of like because you see people all the time just like texting on their phones or you know whatever and I was like, if I had not been paying attention in that moment, I would have hit somebody with my car. This is why it's important to pay attention. And it became this whole little thing, but also explained like why my reaction was the way it was, because it's different with somebody driving slow and you're being a jerk or driving the speed limit and you being a jerk by like yelling at them in your head or in the car. And then somebody whipping out in front of you and almost hitting them and and the adrenaline rush that comes from that and your response that comes from that. And then that's like these teaching learning moments, but that's where the response comes in. And it's also, again, giving my child authority to say, hey, <laughs> something doesn't feel right here. Why are you flipping out? Explain it to me. And then again, sometimes the answer is because somebody whipped out in front of me. And sometimes the answer is because, you know, dad didn't leave on time and <laughs> now he's flipping out at everybody on the road because he didn't do what he should have done to get from point A to point B in a way where he's not frustrated. And another response piece is, I believe, and I was trying to remember, I think my kid was around three at the time, and they were climbing on a chair, and at not our house, <laughs> the previous place we lived in, there was a tall table, or we had a tall kitchen table dining, or their mom had a tall kitchen table with tall chairs. And it was cool and fun. Like, I don't know if that was the right choice at the time, but it was cool and fun. And one day my kid was climbing on it and I turn or climbing on the chairs and it get, they're up higher. And then like the weight distribution for a kid who like moves, you know, could topple over. And I turned and look and what they were doing was setting themselves up to rock the chair over. And it was starting to like rock. And it was the first time I'd ever raised my voice at them and like yelled, not like in a whatever way it was. And I don't even remember what I yelled. It was just pure panic because I'm just watching my kid topple over with enough time to adjust if they caught, if they were caught and I wasn't close enough to catch them. And I yelled and I just saw this face look up in complete and total shock. And two things could have happened at that moment. They could have shocked 
and twitched and actually fallen over, or they could have shocked, stopped moving, and landed correctly, <laughs> and not fallen over. And luckily, they did not fall over. And the look on my kid's face, because they'd never heard, heard me raise my voice like that before, was like confusion and what just happened and what's going on because they didn't realize they were about ready to fall over. And what I later realized too is it was pure luck that my reaction set them back and didn't topple them over. And that would, I would have been the reason, even if it was going to happen anyway, I would have been the reason that it toppled over because you don't know the end result of that like maybe they realized it and they stopped like whatever I got lucky with my response and the reaction that that response created and I immediately went over and like your response it, your your gut response would be to apologize and then almost blame them like if you hadn't been rocking in that chair then you know I raised my voice because you did it and I didn't do any of that I just grabbed them and held them and was just like that scared me. And they're like, well, why did that scare you? Because <laughs> they're now scared too because of my response. And in the moment, they're just climbing on a chair and having fun. They don't know what happened. They don't know what almost happened or could have happened. And if you start blaming or saying, I raised my voice because you weren't paying attention or whatever, then that doesn't help. Your response actually hinders whatever it is you're trying to accomplish because all you've done is make them scared of you and now they're just confused because they don't know what almost happened other than they got yelled at and you scared them. And so I tried to handle it in a way where I didn't victim blame for what was happening, that my response like, was fear over what went through my brain and then explained to them that that could have gone either way. And again, after you kind of like process and you calm down and I just wanted to make sure they knew it wasn't them and that that my response blah 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 so I just kind of go on and explain it to them and I've actually gone back to this before because they remember that they remember the first time they heard my voice raise and yell and understand it now and we again we keep talking because that's stuck and that's why I think it's also important you never know what's going to stick and a an event that that is unusual or outside of the norm is probably more likely to stick in there harder than, you know, all the times you just do your routine stuff. And as we go back and kind of talk about it, I reiterate like through time that that response was my fear, not anything you were doing. And I was saw something and I was scared of what that reaction, what, what was happening could cause a reaction where you got hurt and I freaked out and I just didn't know what else to do and I was too far to like grab and I hope or the thought process being if all they got out of that was they were doing something wrong and I got yelled at and again we keep talking about it because it stuck but in that moment I don't know what that would have done like I, and I've tried to think like would that have created a distance from us would that have kept them from like climbing on stuff because I loved that they were adventurous I love that they weren't afraid to like climb up stuff or whatever it's just this one was could have potentially ended badly and it just scared me and that's it 
and I just didn't want to stop what was happening because of one instance or even if they had fallen and gotten hurt at the end of the day would I have created more damage by yelling or having to like put a band-aid on them or take them to the emergency room or whatever like the the fingers would heal like again as long as nothing horrible horrible happened and that was my response of just all the things that went through my head in like half a second and and just working using that as a, a catalyst or a, a point in time to start working on my responses and I explained to them if <laughs> I raise my voice ever again like that it's because I got scared over something I was seeing and worried about the end result of that. And then in that moment, I gave them permission to ask or call me out if I ever raise my voice to understand it better in case I ever raise my voice when it wasn't appropriate or in a life-saving panic because I'm human and you see your kid getting, you know, in a situation that creates that reaction isn't bad. I mean, like what I did wasn't horrible. I probably could have handled it better and I just got lucky. It went, you know, back instead of forward by the way they reacted to my voice. And, and just teaching them to have that autonomy over why are you raising your voice? Why is this happening? And I even told them in the moment if I do just assume I'm scared and like look like just look because there's a reason dad's raising his voice and if it turns out I just like lost my temper or snapped then that's not good like you shouldn't raise your voice at your kid because you can't control yourself and I was like so if I ever do and you don't understand it ask me and if you feel like I'm ever talking in a way or raising my voice in a way that doesn't make you comfortable say it say why are you raising your voice or this is kind of freaking me out or whatever you're comfortable with and it was just giving that permission to stop me if needed and all of this happened from this one thing where I just saw my kid's face and I was like oh my gosh that was me I I just like got the big deer in the headlights look because they had never ever heard that from me before so my response created this thing which created a conversation and from that point I could have handled it worse and I feel like I've handled it, I handled it better in the moment, and then we continue to go back to it because it was so, like, stuck in their brain. And, like, we'll even say, like, I remember you told me that, you know, if you ever yell like that again, it's probably because something crazy is happening. And, and again, if it's not, you told me I could be like, what's going on, or why are you raising your voice, or what happened here? And to let them know, if I do, it's not you, it's me. I'm the one who's distracted. I'm the one who's having a bad day. I'm the, I didn't say that. It's like, I'm the one who's dealing with crap from your mom. And it pulled me out of the moment with you to where my voice or my reaction became inappropriate for the situation, which is anything to do with you where my voice raises. And again, <laughs> I said that slightly different to a three-year-old, but that was basically the premise of it. And now, whenever there's a reaction that, like I said, driving in the car, do something or I get a bad phone call or, you know, even now if I just like get caught in my own head and just like, uh, it's like, why are you reacting? Like full permission to ask why I'm feeling or reacting the way I am and never putting it on them. 
never making them feel like they were the ones who created this thing or this moment or this reaction because I'm going to assume it's not. If you're raising your voice to a kid, if your response towards them is somehow negative or inappropriate or mean or blaming them for the crap in your life, then it's something that's causing that reaction in you that doesn't have to do with them. I just 100% believe that. So what other stresses are happening in your life and what could you share with your kid that, you know, age appropriate or whatever, where you can say, you know, I had a bad day at work, my boss yelled at me, and I just, I just snapped. It has nothing to do with you, and my reaction was totally inappropriate. I just got stuck in my head and, you know, got a bad review today, or whatever it is. Bad customer interaction, you know, my friend yelled at me because we didn't agree on this or that. And letting them know, like, this is how the world works, but you shouldn't take it out on somebody else because of something else that has happened. And it's just that response over and over in practice and permission for your kid to ask questions or try to figure it out. And then also you have to watch your response to that because if you give them permission to do these things and then your response is negative towards that, then you're telling them, oh, I don't have that autonomy to do this. Or, oh, if I feel weird or wondering why, you know, dad is acting this way. I actually don't have permission to ask. It, it was like a happy moment where he's like, oh, I'm going to be a great dad and do this. And then anytime I've done it, they shoot me down or whatever. Then anyway, making my point, hopefully. And one of the the things that stuck with me after that, and I do believe was has been beneficial and it scared the crap out of me every time, but it has to do with response because sometimes response is silence. Sometimes response is not something that somebody else would pick up on and qualify as a response. And so when my kid, so the other place we lived in for a minute, um, <laughs> the, the, the other parents place is, was like a subdivision and, you know, blocks and sidewalks all around and stuff in a park. And I had to trust my kid because I had to trust myself. And that's again, part of where the self come in that I, I, I provided enough information and enough like education and teaching that they knew to stop at the end of the sidewalk, look both ways, and then keep going, whether it was walking, running, scooter, bike, as these things progressed. And every time I could just feel myself tighten up because I'm just like, please stop, please stop, please stop to me in my head. They were far enough away. And one time I was with somebody, again, names won't be mentioned, who yelled at them to stop and they turned to look because they heard the voice yelling behind them and the natural reaction was like, what is this noise behind me? Luckily, no car came by, but they just shot right across the street and like looked and then almost wiped out because they realized what had just happened. And I was just like, what? What did that moment do for you? Do you feel powerful? Not to my kid, but to the person who yelled, like, do you feel powerful now? Do you feel like you did your job? It, like, it was like, all you did was distract them and teach them you don't trust them. And then how are they ever supposed to gain confidence and autonomy and all these things if you're just constantly saying over and over and over again, I don't trust you because I have to keep telling you this thing. And then why are you doing that? Because are it's like an insecurity in you to question your parenting because you don't trust that you've taught them or shown them or been an example enough to them 
that they get it and they can do it. So then when are they ever going to be able to do anything without checking to get permission or checking to see if it's okay? And that's just going to follow them throughout their whole life where they're always checking, like, is this okay? Am I doing this right based on your opinion? Which is something that's come up with Taekwondo is, and I was talking with a parent about this kind of yesterday, where the mom that I was sitting next to is like, oh, do you practice at home and stuff? I'm like, if they want to, but this is their thing and they own this. And if they want to show off a kick, if they want to teach me how to do a kick, I'm 100% there, but I don't go home and say, let's do this, or you need to practice this or whatever. I create opportunities and room or like, we'll drop something to say, hey, if you want to do this kind of moment, we can, or we can look into this or whatever, but they get upset or it's almost like that that growth and that that bridging to get independence is is reacted to by my telling them what they do or don't have to do with this thing they decided to do with this thing they're loving and i think my job at this point and my response which is tying this back to response is to not respond is to be silent give encouragement say that was really cool give constructive feedback positive feedback like maybe not even constructive because that's not my role anymore in this situation it's you need to learn it if there's something and i've been wrong a couple times where i've said oh maybe this or that and it's like no i think it's okay to do this and i was like okay like let's just check and then all of a sudden i'm taking away their autonomy because i think something's wrong they tell me it's right and i say well i don't trust you we're gonna double check and both times i did that i was the one who was wrong what they were doing was okay or was right and other people were doing it wrong. And it's like, so this one thing that is, and, it, and again, they 100% chose to do this. They 100% wanted to do it. My job at that point was just to get them signed up and let them start doing it. And now I'm telling them I don't trust them. And it's so, like, it's that parental thing. And I don't think it's bad. I don't think you're, like, a parent's trying to be harmful. But if you pull back and look, like I could get upset. I could be like, well, I think you're doing it wrong and we need to double check or whatever, which <laughs> I kind of sort of did just to find out I was wrong. And now they're looking at me like, well, how does it feel to be wrong all the time? And I'm like, yeah, you're right. So it's like opening my mouth and trying to be helpful in these moments are actually creating a distance or a gap in this moment because I'm telling them, I don't trust you. I think I'm right. I'm going to go double check you because I don't trust you. And I think those are the little moments that if you look at it or you pay attention and and see like what it is you're doing or how you're responding is creating the gap or like I've talked about this so many times where you're like, oh, wait till they become a teenager. I'm like, well, maybe it's you. <laughs> like you're blaming your kid for maybe what you've done or are doing now and their reaction is based off what you did or are doing now and then you're telling them they're wrong for how you're responding to them and so i have learned to not say anything i have learned to back off and i have learned to let the people we're paying a crap ton of money to to teach my kid what it is they want to learn in the environment they want to learn it to just shut up and let them do it like <laughs> And again, if I have a question, I'll ask the instructor off to the side or I'll say something and, or I've actually asked the instructor, like, can you just check? I'm not sure about this or make sure. And they're like, I'm pretty sure they're doing it right, but yes, I can look. And then like one time the instructor guy looked and he was like, and he just looked at me and gave a thumbs up and almost rolled his eyes and walked away. 
which again, I'm sure these people are used to having to like help parents feel better about the situation. But now I'm just, I don't. And like the mom was like, oh, do you have them practice at home and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, like if they want to, I'm hundred percent there, but this is their space. This is their time. And it's like that piano thing where it's like, you need to practice, you know, two hours a day, blah, 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 whatever it is. I don't know piano stuff, but I've, I've heard the stuff. And then it's like, you're taking away the joy or you're taking away the purpose for the lessons because you're saying to be good at this or the money we're paying. It's like, and again, some people think I'm ridiculous or like mock me or whatever when I say this stuff or tell me, but it's almost like, because I'm working so hard at not giving a response that it's like, why are you working so hard at being a parent kind of thing? And I'm like, I'm working hard at taking care of me so my kid can become whoever it is they're trying to become or want to become or experimenting with in this time and just backing off. And that's my only job at this point is to pay half of it because that's the uh, parenting agreement, getting them there, and then that's it. I will sit off to the side and clap and encourage. I will, you know, woots and hollers and clap the loudest or close to the loudest and all of these things that are now what I do, but it's not this other piece where I have to be the guardrails to instill in them, you know, stop at every, every sidewalk, look both ways before you cross. Like this piece of it is out of my control and out of my hands now. And I could make it be my control. I see a kid who is constantly looking at their dad. And again, I don't think this is bad. I don't think the intention's bad. But they're out on the mat doing their thing, and then they stop paying attention to look over at dad to get dad's approval for what they just did. And to me, that's a little heartbreaking because then they're not paying attention to their structures. They're not paying attention to what's in front of them. I mean, like, I just get these visions of this kid being in a, like, a sparring match or whatever, and then, like, throwing a punch or a kick and then looking to dad to see if he approves and then turning around and getting punched in the face because the kid cared more about dad's approval than paying attention to what's in front of him. And again, all the crap I create in my head, so I'm not saying any of this is right or wrong. It's just sometimes your response is no response, and that response can be louder than a screaming voice because you're worried about your kid toppling over in a chair. And even the distance of, and again, it's not my place to really talk about their mom, but I do see my kids start doing that where they're looking towards their mom for the approval or the correction or whatever. And when I take my kid and their mom isn't there, they will turn and ask one of the other students. They will raise their hand and ask one of the instructors, which is what I think they should be doing. If the other person isn't there, to look to them to try to get approval. And which again, is taking them out of the moment, is not teaching them to engage or talk to their instructors. I will give my kid a thumb up, thumbs up once in a while, but they're not getting this, is dad okay with what I'm doing? Am I getting dad's approval for what it is I'm doing? And I just noticed that kind of the other day where I'm just kind of there, I'll give a thumbs up or whatever, but I try not to engage because I'm not the person who's gonna tell him, <laughs> I've literally been wrong about trying to tell you what to do or not do. And I'm not the person to do that. That's why we pay a crap ton of money for these other people, these instructors to do it, or your fellow classmates who are a higher ranking belt than you are, or, you know, the person next to you. And then I start to see my kid again, when it's usually just them and me, 
looking around to see how the other students are doing. If they didn't grasp something, if they weren't sure, I will see them pause and I'll see them look and be like, uh, what part did I miss? Or I'm not even sure where to start. And so they look around, if they can't figure it out, they turn around and they ask somebody with a bigger, I'm like, oh my God, that's so much better than like, you know, you needing or feeling like you're being told, like whether or not mom judges you correct, or, eh, I'm not saying mom, uh, whether or not you're being judged correctly by somebody else. And it's just, okay, I'm getting to the rambly point, but, or maybe I've been there for a minute. But the response is so important and then important and then understanding or working or practicing on the response and then telling your kid it's okay to tell you to stop or to tell you to trust them or to tell you that response doesn't make sense or that response startled me or that response I don't get or why are you yelling. Tell them it's okay to ask questions and to call you out because they should and it helps them understand and it helps build autonomy. So uh, anyway, that all started from the being in the car thing and calling me out if I'm acting like a jerk or yelling at somebody in front of me for just obeying traffic laws, which I don't ever do. Um, well, not ever, but mostly never. And I'm assuming most of us are like that. So what are you teaching your kid? What are you showing your kid? What are you exampling to your kid? You know, obey the law, do this or do that, except whenever you don't, <laughs> or like whenever, you know, parent doesn't, because you need to, you know, be respectful and not steal and do this or that. Breaking the speed limit and yelling at people for not is probably negating some of the lessons you've been trying to teach. And then if you look back and wonder why your kid did something that wasn't great or wrong, it's like you literally spent their entire life up to that point teaching them that authority is wrong, not to follow rules and laws. And people are like, oh, it's just a speed. I'm like, yes, but you're also saying do all of these things except everything that I'm not doing. And I just call myself out. I'm like, what I'm doing is wrong. You're correct. I am breaking the speed limit. And they'll look, they'll be like, you're driving too fast. And I'll be like, yes, I am. <laughs> like, I'm just going to own it. And I am not slowing down right now. Again, I'm not driving like 90 and a 45 or anything but it's just that's that gap between 35 and 40 ish give or take um and then they know like they know and i hope or believe part of that was putting these ideas and these responses and giving not yelling at them for questioning dad not telling them like I'm the father, like, I'll do what I do. You need to do what I say and not what I do and blah, 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 because that's a great one. Um, so yeah, just just stop and think about your response. Stop and think about what you're teaching. Stop and think about how you're being a hypocrite or how you're, you're, you're sending mixed signals. And then if your kid reacts in a way that you don't, quote unquote, like or approve of, just pause and think, where did they get this from? What, where is this response learned? It's like that scene from uh, uh, A Christmas Story where the kid's like, oh, fudge. Only it wasn't fudge. It was the mother of all curses. And then it's like, the mom's like, where did you learn that from? And it's like, they show dad stomping around the house, cursing left and right. And he's like, my friend, because I'm not going to say it was dad, because that'll probably get me in more trouble. And it's anyway it's just this whole thing so that's response we got ser self-example response i'll talk more about these things as i'm sort of like processing it and developing it 
And yeah, just part of the self is what what's your response? What are you teaching your kid? And if your kid gives a quote unquote better negative response, just pause for a minute and be like, that was probably me. That was probably me. Or things I see where I know it's not me, but the other person. And I'm like, okay, I can't get mad at them for what they're being taught or told by this other person. And so it makes no sense to like put this on them because yeah anyway i'm gonna stop the ramble uh thank you for listening to a better father as always i hope this helps on some level or sparks a thought or sparks a conversation or get your brain moving in a certain direction and uh helps you become a better parent thank you very much goodbye